Get your films on with the blurs. Once an idea has taken hold of the brain, it's almost impossible to eradicate. Unpacking movies has never been more spot on, woke, fire, and just plain lit. They are lit all the time. So if you're unsure whether or not to plop down some cash for a film, check out the blurs. When a man with a 45 meets a man with a rifle, the man with a pistol is a dead man. Rondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. You really only need to hang mean bastards. But mean bastards, you need to hang. Don't say you weren't warned. Here's Brandon and Jeff. All right. Hi, and welcome to the newly dubbed The Film Blurds. Uh, we, uh, our last podcast, we didn't really have a name for it because we're lazy. Uh, but we, uh, we went to the lab, we polled some people, and we said, you know what? We're black. And we're nerds and we're talking about films, so yeah, let's do that. Uh, so my name is Jeff Stewart. I am a filmmaker, a writer, a producer, a uh, avid comic book fan, a cinephile, and general asshole. Uh, and I am joined here with my co-host, uh, Brandon Norwood, who is also a filmmaker, a writer, producer, educator, a big old fucking nerd. Uh, his afro gets higher every time I see him and he gets thinner. It's like a, a Stephen King movie. Um, uh, and we're here to talk about all things of uh, film, uh, nerd in general culture and to generally kind of piss people off and disagree with each other but we come together at the end and have you know we hug and it'll be nice so it's just fucking movies it's just fucking movies man you know it's it's an art form but just like all art forms uh you don't have to take it home correct all right so brandon uh, came up well because last time we were talking we, we we went in depth for like five hours about uh you know zach snyder's justice league because legally you have to call it zach snyder's justice league otherwise it's not the same movie um and so this 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 time brandon has come up with a more structured way for us to do this so we sound more intelligible so brandon i'm gonna let you start with our first segment Okay, well, let's do some cleanup on Justice League because I sent you some stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, every day there's new shit coming about about this movie. I mean, like, it makes, like, a whole studio seem, like, ran by fucking monkeys. I mean, we already knew it was ran by fucking chimps. Uh, but, you know, it's... They expected so much more and they gave us so much less. But we're... We're talking about the name, right? That you want let's reveal the name. Okay, so um, Zack Snyder. The uh, metaphor. Fucking fucking poetry, baby. You don't know, bro. Don't you poet? <laughs> he really did say that shit too. So Zack Snyder, uh, master artist, thespian, uh, you know, filmmaker, and just you know, America's new poet laureate, uh, didn't want to call. Batman v Superman. Oh, no. Wait, was it Batman v Superman or Justice League? Batman. It, it was Batman v Superman, but then they. That was Justice League was what Chris Terrio, you were like. Right. Justice League Resurrections or some shit like that. So, all right. So the Justice League movie. No, it was the, so the Batman versus uh, Superman movie originally 
uh, was going to be called. Okay, hold on for this. All right, you ready? Son of Sons, Knight of Knights. So, son, as in, you know, uh, S O N, of sun, as in the huge fucking star that heats our planet, <laughs> comma, Knight of Knights. Knight spelled like, you know, medieval a, medieval knight with a K of knights because, you know, uh, Batman does shit at night because he's a he's a dark knight. And Superman gets his uh, powers from the sun. Right. He's and he a, fights during the day. Right. Because he's the son of the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, so when Brandon texted me that. Uh, I went on an hour long diatribe all via text of how fucking stupid that was. And yes, in the, in the article that we read, uh, uh, Zack Snyder was kind of spitballing, but is that what, like, that's where he spitballed. That's what it, like, that was his opening salvo. You know, <laughs> that would be like my last ditch attempt, right? Not my uh, first one. Uh, uh, son of sons. It, son. It, and it's also indicative. Nobody had a vision. Yeah. This whole time. Right. Because each movie is a reactionary movie, like Justice League's reactionary to BBS. Like, yeah, and, and, and the whole entire DCEU is just reactionary to Marvel. Yeah. You know, so. so, yeah. So son of son, night of night. Uh, so for anyone who ever has ever complained about Batman v Superman, you got it so easy, man. Like you got it so easy. Yes. Like <laughs> I can't imagine going to the box office and saying, yes, can I get one ticket for son of son night of night? And you got to say the whole entire thing. You got, you got. Yo, now that you said that out loud, it sounds, it sounds like a porn parody. <laughs> I don't know if I was telling you this um, or if I was talking to someone else. You know how bad a movie is when it doesn't have a porn parody. <laughs> Justice League is such a bad movie that you cannot find like Brazzers didn't touch it <laughs> <laughs> fucking evil angel none of them were like you know what Did there's the already asylum been asylum even tried asylum like there's already been a, like we there's already been enough fucking with this movie like it's fucked the audience right like right. no more fucking with this movie like right. they, they they hands off right I, I don't know like <laughs> dude cause Every time, uh, every time they reach out to Kevin Tushahara, whose main fault is this is all is because they didn't push the movie back. Right. If you didn't know this, they didn't push it back because uh, if they did, they want to get their bonuses. Him and uh, Jeff Silverman or Greg Silverman. Do we know how much their bonuses were? I don't know. Who knows? Like you run a fucking movie studio. You have like carte blanche. You can walk into any restaurant in Hollywood and get whatever you want for free. What's an extra hundred thousand dollars to you? Because you're not going to spend it. 
Well, that's why he's gone. He found out casting couch shit that him and Brett Ratner were doing. And don't get me started on Brett Ratner. Ugh. When when that came out, I was like, oh, I'm not surprised. Uh, like 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 when I heard that like Brett Ratner was involved, and like mind you, let me put this out there. Brett Brett Ratner didn't touch anybody that I know of, or in this in like in the Kevin Tushahari story. But he kind of he sort of set it up. Yes. Right. So, like, uh, just to put that out there, I'm not calling him a, a rapist or anything like that or a, a diddler. That's true. Yeah, he's so just, the, he just he was the go between. He's a facilitator, but he's he's still got he's still guilty. I'm fucking he iceberg slim that shit. You know, yeah, like he's so still guilty. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like Brad Ratner. I like I've heard stories of how he rolls and like so that wasn't surprising but kevin uh i shouldn't have been surprised but i was because he, like yeah i don't know uh he, he 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 seems like the most unoffensive person in the world so him having any sort of like extras extras <laughs> you know seemed implausible yes i don't know Oh well. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so what so, have you watched lately? Oh, so do, do, do we have any more BV? Like, do we have any more Justice League? Like, I oh. have no more cleanup other than. Uh, uh, did you want to get into the Josh Whedon stuff or uh, what? What Josh Whedon stuff? Oh, that he uh, he was a dickhead on set and he treated people like super unfairly. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. we can we can get into that, but like I've always not liked Joss Whedon just because his name is Joss. <laughs> it's like someone who goes by Topher. I hate fucking Tophers. Like I like Topher Grace because he's a real cinephile and everything like that. He seems like a pretty good dude. Uh, but it's like automatically anyone who does that to their name pisses me off. Well, it could be because it sounds like Gopher, and you think of a rodent. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, I didn't like Joss because I don't trust a man who is too feminist in his leanings. Do you, do you, I don't, I, let me explain myself uh, when I say that. Um, it's like someone who, uh, like a white person, sorry, quote unquote, who's too into Black Lives Matter. Yes. You know, yeah. you're trying too fucking hard. And it's because you're hiding something because you did some shit, you know, like you can be an ally. But if you're kind of fucking caping for me harder than, you know, I'm caping for myself, it's like uh, you're, you're you're compensating and there's something yeah. there's something up with that. So like. You know, when everyone was talking about like, oh, my God, Joss, why just waiting? He. He really, you know, he understands women and he writes women really well. And I'm like, and he's like, just his real ally and, and everything like that. I was like, what's up? But he did have like a bunch of female writers around him. So I, I'm guaranteeing. Like, that you he, never hear about. That's the thing. He you, was probably taking right. their stuff and just, you know. Yeah, you never hear about like the writer's room who actually do the work. You know, yeah, like exactly. The, you know, the war room. You, you hear about like the, the showrunner. And now all you hear coming out of the uh, writer's room of each show he was on is that he was like a bully and he was mean. Yeah, you know, like, unfortunately, uh, when you are creative, uh, usually creatives 
come from a a, a, a place of uh, ego. Ego, right. But also, uh, growing up, you probably weren't the most popular person. You know, uh, I know I was a big old fucking nerd, and like I got no, I got no ass. I didn't get laid until I was twenty five. Well, not really. Like, just taking that back. I'll step that back a little bit, but like that. But like you, anyone who's successful in the entertainment business is proving something to somebody. True. You know, uh, and you know, some people's damage is deeper and darker than others. Yeah, because it's. I mean, there's new stuff every day now. Yeah, like I mean, I when you know. Uh, when me too you know really started to to percolate and like go like mainstream and bigger and everything like that like i would watch the newspapers hoping that i didn't see my favorite actor or act or actor or director or producer like having some bullshit you know put out there about them is like not when i say bullshit is like you they did something fucking horrible you know, I'm like, I'm not taking away from the Me Too movement at all. Like, and I, I do believe that this shit happens all the time because, unfortunately, uh, you know, power does corrupt. Like, uh, you know, if you want to talk about, we're going to get into, you know, uh, Black Falcon and the White Winter Soldier <laughs> later on. But, uh, you know, homeboy Lamar said it best uh, in episode five where he says, power makes you more of who you already were yes you know and so you know uh it's it's true about anything you know power money it's all the same thing so if you were an asshole if you were rapist asshole before you got money you're gonna be a rapist asshole when you get money oh yeah 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 Yeah. so so i don't know how we got on that subject but yes i am an ally uh but I am not too much of an ally because I cannot understand the struggle of women. I will never understand the struggle of women. Uh, I can support them, but I've never been a woman. So, you know, my opinion is, and my my point of view is very uh, minimal. Same. So, same, same. Wow, we got fucking deep right there. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Too deep. Oof, look, uh, look at my dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right, so now we're going to talk about what we watched this week. Right, and I, I watch a lot of stuff throughout the week as you do, um, and I have three movies in particular that I want to talk about that I watched uh, that I, and one of them I really want to kind of deconstruct and uh, shit all over. Okay, uh, but I'm going to let you go first because I don't want to like I feel like I've been monopolizing the time here. So uh, okay, so. Uh I watched a movie called Monday with Sebastian Stan and uh, some some new f- uh, French girl about uh, two people who fall in love and you follow their relationship over six months and standard indie drama, just well acted, well shot. But that shit is like watching a porn, man. Like, it was like it was just a lot of fucking. I mean, you know, uh, it's like, but it's art. That's why I get away with it. Right. You, want, you know, you fucking put some diffusion over the lights and shit like that. You, you use a couple of shadows, <laughs> you know, and that's where porn becomes art. You know, but uh, I was like, dance. Sebastian Stan put it out there. 
And like, let me, let's give it to Sebastian Stan. Uh, that dude, like he he can morph physically. Yeah. Not as extreme as uh, as some other actors, but like if you watch him in uh, The Devil All the Time versus uh, you know any of the Marvel movies, like that is a huge fucking transformation, uh, and so. Uh, I'm I'm guessing he was looking real cut in this in this movie, or or did he look like me, like you, Jeff? Well, he had dad bod. Like, let's give it up to dad buds. Dad bods fucking on camera. Uh, we need more of that shit. Just bellies, just you know what, man, flapping. But the thing is, I would. But after a while, there's only so much romance <laughs> I want to watch. You know what I mean? Like, goddamn, like. <laughs> You know, that's, especially what, that's, when that's what you said to your last girlfriend. Like, <laughs> so, so much romance I can take. Goddamn two hours, bro. Like, I, don't, I get it. After a while, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I've been there. Or it starts off nice and it gets shitty. And then you realize, oh, shit, we might be just stuck together. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so should I watch or like take the sex scenes off the table? Uh, should I watch Monday? Just watch the before trilogy. You know what I'm saying? That's when you said that. When you said like it's the you know a relationship over like the course of six months is like, but already uh, uh, you know Ethan Hawke did it better. Yeah, in the exactly. sun, you know, like the before trilogy. So, yeah. You know, so like everyone's trying to everyone's trying to get to that. You know, everyone's trying to you know do that link letter shit. You know, like and like, he fucking dropped the mic on mm. that shit. I mean, when you have no money. You know, yeah. you got to play the hits. Right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Make it good enough just so you get your foot in. And, you know, I guess Sebastian Stan wanted to do something other than Bucky. I get it. You know, you know, like uh, you know, everybody wants to feed their soul, you know, mm-hmm. like the Marvel movies and the TV shows. And feed the, your pockets and your yeah, house. You know, like fucking, you know, Blu-rays don't buy themselves, man. You know, I'm going to keep it clean. I said something else earlier and I don't want to alienate anyone with any kind of cocaine problems so um but yeah like you know stuff costs money and sometimes you gotta whore yourself out and do a disney or a marvel movie but sometimes you just want to you want to dance and you want to be naked on camera with a french actress and talk about love for two hours you know what? i'll give it up for him he tried though it's not like it's a bad performance like i don't know if sebastian stan is a good actor or not same you know like I've never, I've never hated anything he's been in, and I've never noticed his acting. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. You know, like that I've never actually noticed his acting. It's just so it won't sink the movie. You know what I mean? Right. It's right. Like it's, you, you cast him in something, you know what you're gonna get. And you're gonna be like, okay, you know, this is this is this is enough for enough, like the mainstream audience. Right. Right. It's like okay, so there's a knob that goes from like. Uh, Lawrence Olivier to fucking Carrot Top and five is mediocre. Sebastian Stan is like at six. Yep. You know, yeah, six like or seven. Six or seven. Not quite mediocre, <laughs> but like he's not, I don't know if he's good or not. Like, you know, he hasn't been challenged yet. Yeah. So, uh, and then we, um, in lieu of later, another segment, I watched uh, Mortal Kombat one and two. So did I. 
Ooh. Ooh. So did I. Ooh. And I'm Ooh. gonna talk about Mortal Kombat One and Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation. You're, listen, I want to say this now. If Mortal Kombat Annihilation is your favorite movie, I do not want to hear your taste in movies. Like ever. I don't want to. I don't want to know you. Yeah, that movie, holy shit, is that an abomination? So I was watching Mortal Kombat One, uh, as I as I do late night with a bottle of scotch and some Ambien, and. Uh, <laughs> It, it it came to me like all us filmmakers are doing it wrong. Like everyone wants to be like Scorsese. You want Scorsese's career or you want Spike Lee's career or you want Tarantino's career. No, you want Paul W.S. Anderson's career. All right. Because this dude consistently has put out shitty video game movies for the last 20, 25 years, and he keeps getting money. And also, he gets to inseminate Mila Jovovich. Like, he's winning. He's the Brett Ratner of the video game franchise. (laughs) (laughs) You put it in, you know what you're going to get. And you pull it out. Right. Like uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, because you got to put the W.S. in there legally because you don't want to get him confused. Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson. Imagine him making Magnolia. (laughs) Raining zombie frogs. Fucking slow-mo zombie frogs in fucking 3D. Fuck that <laughs> motherfucker. Anyway, oh, uh, but the only good movie he has ever done uh, is Event Horizon. Never seen it because I know there's like two hours of critical shit missing. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they say like the original cut of that movie is amazing. And then Paramount had them cut it to two. And it got destroyed in a fire because, you know, it's Paramount. Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> it, was, it was waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why they're, uh, the only movies they haven't sold off have been Mission Impossible. <laughs> they don't even know how to make a Star Trek because movie. Because they're, they're in the cloud. <laughs> the only reason those movies are still because the, the rough, like the rough cuts are on the cloud. So you can't, can't burn down the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Every day I can't wake up. I was like, Amazon bought a new Paramount movie. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? I mean, if you want to talk about Amazon or Netflix buying Paramount movies, I mean, we can get a whole entire conversation about the Cloverfield paradox. Like, we should we should talk about that Cloverfield series in general. Like, we should have an entire podcast on that. That was weird how uh, we went from uh, a monster movie, kaiju monster movie, to an alien invasion, right back to. Like uh, like a hybrid of an alien invasion slash kaiju movie, yeah. But with none of the excitement of either one of them. Yes, actually, the the Cloverfield paradox is honestly the closest thing we have gotten to Event Horizon without being good. Okay, yeah, and like honestly, I'm a big fan of Event Horizon. Uh, it is actually still one of the only movies that kind of scares me. See, I still do want to see it though. Yeah, like it's like knowing that they cut two hours out of it makes sense because it is very choppy. But the acting, the 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 staging, everything about it is beyond competent. If you only had Event Horizon to go on you would actually think that Paul W.S. Anderson was the next coming of horror. 
or sci-fi. But then you watch Resident Evil and Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. Well, he didn't do Mortal Kombat about Annihilation. Uh, Resident Evil. Resident e- all, of, all of the Resident Evil. Almost all of them. Which one did he, didn't he do? A uh, third one, and yeah. I think the one after that. Okay. And uh, he also he did Monster Hunter, which I saw recently. Was it, is that good? Nigga, what do you think? Is it good? Uh, it's like, look, Paul T- W.S. Anderson is not good at all. It's enjoyable, sort of, if you're high, and also if you know nothing about Monster Hunter, and also if you just are really big um, Mila Jovovich fan, or if you really are a big Ron Perlman fan. Which I'm all of those things, you know. As you're describing Event Horizon and then talking about all these all these other movies, I'm just picturing my head from Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, uh, Gus Van Sant just directing <laughs> Scream Four, and they're like, "Gus, it's a fucking monkey," and he's just sitting there counting the money. Like, oh yeah, that's I feel like PTA. He's just on set, just counting the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Mila, go go do your thing. Do a flip. Yeah, do do a flip. God damn it! Like do a flip, baby. God damn it, Paul! I need some direction. Left. That's the left. Slash X Q. Square. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. How do we get on? How do we get on Paul? For, uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. All right. Yeah, we're gonna get into like the new Mortal Kombat later. later. But these first two movies. Oh, the first one has big '90s energy. Yeah. Oh my god! God damn! It is. The acting is horrible. Uh, the 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 combat with a K. <laughs> the, 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 the like the combat with a C is bad. The set design is horrible. Bro, tell me how uh, it looks like the like the first thirty minutes they had the budget of like a ten million dollar movie, and then the rest of the budget. Went into the rest of the movie and it still looked like they were missing another twenty million. Uh, cocaine, man, <laughs> cocaine. You know, <laughs> like, like, I just remember the dude Sonya running up to a henchman with a shotgun in a club full of dancing people. The dude starts firing the machine gun. Nobody gets like, nobody, like nobody gets shot. Nobody, nobody gets shot. Right. Nobody. Nobody. I was like, gets what the fuck? Fucking shot. And the worst acting. Who played Sonya Blade again in that? Bridget uh, Wilson. Bridget Wilson. Nagi's crush. She always played the, uh, you know, stereotypical bad bitch who falls in love with the goofy dude at the end. Yeah. Like, no, she's a horrible act. Like, everybody was like the guy they had played Johnny Cage. Was oh, like, yeah. Was yeah. Like, oh, so you expect me to believe that he has a career as like a martial artist, like a martial artist or a, a superstar? <laughs> Remember the Spielberg? That's disrespectful to Spielberg. Right? Like, I never noticed that when I saw it in theater. It's like, oh, shit. They fucking totally... He put fucking Spielberg in the fucking... Yo. I was like, holy shit. How are they not buried somewhere? Because Spielberg is like the mob of Hollywood. And honestly, like, uh, full disclosure, I fell asleep three times trying to watch that fucking movie. (laughs) Like, it was just so... It was boring. It was so dumb and what really what really did it for me what really made me say to myself you know i don't really need to check in and examine this at all is when the uh dragon ship showed up oh my to, to, god to take them to uh to fucking uh combat island it looks like a toddler made that shit man it looked like 
like Disney Imagineering, like someone tried to revamp Pirates of the Caribbean, the ride, and it was like, uh, let's uh, you know, let's put some, uh, let's put a fucking dragon ship in there. Yeah, yo, that shit was so bad. And like, you know, I'm not one to nitpick when it comes to like pacing or story or anything like that. When, it, when in these movies or in an action movie or, or or something like that. But the one question I had was, how the fuck did she get on the ship? Who? Sonya. Like she was running. Right. And then she's just on the ship. I thought there was a shot of her like, you know, going on the little no, platform. Like there's no, like, I think she just runs through the fog and is on the ship. Oh, well, fuck me. Oh, sh- like, because like the ship had already kind of left. Yeah, it was looking like it was backing out. Right. Well, yeah, because sailboats back out. <laughs> That's how sailing works, I think. <laughs> right? Yeah, you can fucking back up a sail ship, right? I guess you got a button for the wind. <laughs> <laughs> you just have a whole bunch of slaves just blowing, like, fucking just in the other fucking direction, man. That's science, baby. You don't know, about, you don't oh, know, nothing, you don't know nothing about sailing technology. <laughs> Yeah, that really just that whole entire sequence. And then they did some interesting things with the characters like Sub-Zero and uh, Scorpion were friends under Shao Kung's mind control. And they're in for like two scenes and they're done. Yeah. The two biggest characters of the franchise. Right. Like the, the, the two characters that are on literally all the merchandise since Mortal Kombat has begun. Yeah. It was like, oh, we'll put them in. They, they, they sort of gave uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion the um, Darth Maul treatment. Yes. You know, like where it's like, all right, we got this cool guy. And we're going to put him in this. All the marketing and everything like that. We're only going to have him in the movie for 10 minutes. You know what? Let's move on to Annihilation because that's what I want to. Yeah, man. Talk about Annihilation. Uh, Annihilation is curious because they recasted basically the entire movie except for uh, Robin Show. And then his girlfriend. And that was the only other person was him and his girlfriend. And that was it. That's all you knew. And then tell me how it was worse. Like all the people they recasted, they were worse. Well, I can tell you how it was worse. (laughs) (laughs) Very rarely does a sequel to a bad movie get better you know like you can go from terminator to terminator 2 or alien to aliens oh they're both james cameron movies maybe that's a, maybe that's a connection we should talk about but anyway uh but you can't go from shit to like less shit well we might see that with suicide squad right I'm considering suicide squad just a reboot it just happens to have margot robbie in it Really? Yeah, man. Because, like... Because he is old and over, like, half of them, though, from the previous movie. Is he? Like, because, yeah, you know, Captain Boomerang's back. Uh, I guess, Joel yeah. Kinnaman's back. Viola Davis is back. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling it a soft reboot because it doesn't seem like a sequel because no one really kind of remembers the first one, you know? Yeah. But, like, we'll... we'll uh, We'll judge that one, like whether it's a sequel or a soft reboot, but it's it's definitely going to be. It's one of those rare cases where 
the movie that comes after it is going like automatically is going to be superior to the first one like it literally could be two hours of james gunn with sock puppets and it would be better than the david ayers masterpiece I can't. That's that is Warner Brothers. I ain't David Ayer. They let they took that movie away from him and had a trailer company cut that movie. Look, <laughs> look. I love music. What, I love what, music as much as the next person. But what is that? What is that? Well, like the, the, the like the whole entire thing is an extended music video. Honestly, like there's no silence in the movie. Every like most of the scenes have some sort of soundtrack to it uh which i find disconcerting nothing breathes and i've i've said this before david ayers is a great writer when you're doing like if you need a movie about uh crooked cops in south central la or world war ii tank personnel he's the guy to go to i don't think he's a very i'm not i'm not gonna say he's not a good director I'm going to say he is competent at best. Okay. All right. Fair enough. You know, like, cause I'm not going to, cause uh, his best movie is training day. He ain't direct that. Right. Like his best movie is like his best writing movie is, is training day. And I honestly, I kind of liked end of watch a lot until the very end. Yes. Yes. Like I was in it end of watch because cops who were been greenlit they would have been pulled immediately like they can't legally stay on the force like all of that true because they got it because that that means collateral damage to the rest of the force right right but beyond that uh i am mad that jake gyllenhaal lived (laughs) you know michael penna like michael like look We all saw that scene. If you didn't see that scene, watch that movie. Both those dudes are dead. Oh, like dude, they took like eight hundred bullets right. to the chest. Like you know what I'm saying? Like those 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 dudes rolled up on them. Yeah, because the whole thing was in night vision, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't. Was that? I can't remember if it was that night or during like the afternoon or something like that. But all those like both those dudes got fucking got. Yes. Like in the, in the fact that like oh you know, uh, uh fucking you know uh, uh Jake Gyllenhaal is got a cast on because you know so he got real hurt you know and he's at Michael Pena's uh, funeral and it's like oh, dude you were on top of him <laughs> like <laughs> like you were the human shield how does the human shield live. <laughs> He was on crutches. I think right. I was he was in crutches. <laughs> my toe. Fuck that bullshit. Like, if both of those characters had died, I would have said that was a great movie. But the fact that Jake Gyllenhaal lived, it made, it made me angry. <laughs> Fucking really angry. Hollywood racism. I didn't want to say it, but, you know. Jake Gyllenhaal sells more tickets than <laughs> Michael, Michael Pena. Pena. Like Michael Pena sells one ticket, Jake Gyllenhaal sells one and a half. No one's fucking lining up for a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. <laughs> to be fair, Homeboy's been great in everything. It's just yeah, he's not on our run right to he, the cinema. But right, he's not a superstar. You know, he's an actor. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's he's, like he's the dude trying to win the Oscar. Right, right. You know. He doesn't fall into it. So, like, even he must have been like, well, I mean, 
maybe my character should die. You know, it would be more tragic, more pathos. You know, if we both died. Aaron's like, no, man, you just need to, uh, you know. <laughs> I love your, I love your East LA Vato imitation of David Ayers. Let's let's lean into that. That's all I imagine because that's how he writes almost yeah, yeah, every right? character. Right. Hey, man, you just need to, you look, know. Look, Essie, like, hey. you see the tax collector? Yo. <laughs> Yo, how is yo? I love. I fucking love Shia in that fucking movie. That movie's insane. Yo, I want like, I want a whole entire movie based on Shia LaBeouf's character from that movie, from the tax collector. All the rest of that movie is fucking bullshit, but Shia. Oh my god! That whole movie's fucking insane. Like the whole movie, I'm it's, just like, this is, makes no sense. It's so TV movie too. Fucking, it's uh, so it feels so like low budget. Car, like uh, I think uh, George Carlos, right? Like no, George uh, George Lopez. Yeah, George Lopez. It's George Lopez. He's the fucking crime boss. <laughs> I was just like, wait, what's going on here? We stepped into like the mirror universe or some shit. Uh, <laughs> I saw that. I was just like, like, that took me completely out of the movie. It's like, uh, uh, you know, when your mom is like, oh, you know, we got McDonald's at home. You know, it's like they they cast that movie. It's like, oh no, we got George, we got we got Al Pacino at home, and it's fucking just George Lopez <laughs> playing your crime balls. <laughs> oh shit. That was- <laughs> <laughs> when you get your Mexican crime boss off a wish, <laughs> fucking Yo. George Lopez. But he was good though. He was good. <laughs> like, like, like he was surprisingly not George Lopez. But, but I, like was, he was George Lopez. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's why it just didn't work. That whole movie, I just said, well, that's a choice. Yeah, like right. every two seconds, I'm just like, that's a choice. That is a choice. Yeah, that is a decision. Yeah, and like. Shy, like I'm serious about this. I'm not being like you know, facetious or anything like that. Shia outacted everybody in oh, yeah. that fucking movie. You, you could tell he was having the time of his life, and like he, like he acted the shit out of that, and like everyone else seemed like dog shit. <laughs> yes, who shared the scene with them? <laughs> he was the only enthusiastic person in that whole movie. Right, like I'm gonna kill this role. Yeah, my dream to play a gangster it's like uh, he felt like Henry Hill right. I always wanted one day I always be a gangster right he fucking murdered that role so uh, to anybody out there if you get a chance to see uh, the tax collector I think it's on Tubi now it's on Hulu it's on Hulu watch that shit but just watch the Shia LaBeouf scenes don't worry it's only a half hour it is long it at is, that point it is the Mac and me of gangster movies <laughs> Dead, dead. I fell yeah. over in my chair. The mat. <laughs> fucking hate you. <laughs> oh, fuck it. We got ET at home. Back of me is a masterpiece, and for every. <laughs> and once you see that movie, you'll understand why I think it's a masterpiece. Because <laughs> that movie should be called This Is a Choice. <laughs> For a whole 90 minutes. 
that's a new segment on this on this podcast. This is a choice. Or they uh, have a, a fucking choreographed dance scene at a McDonald's. That's what I was like. This is the best movie of all time. Yeah, man. <laughs> fucking eighties, dude. Fucking fucking. <laughs> What can I say, man? The and then 80s. they have the gall to say, we'll be back at the end. <laughs> like, literally, they had that shit on them. Yo, we'll yo, 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 fucking uh, Spielberg didn't even get a sequel on E.T. And these motherfuckers <laughs> were franchise building. <laughs> that fucking big key. cocaine energy. Fucking big, big cocaine. Yo. Fucking you got this fucking chemo alien. Uh, uh, no, that's, that's a coke dream right there. Uh, holy shit. Oh. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen Mac and me, oh. go watch Mac. Like, drop whatever you're doing right now. <laughs> Stop it. I don't care if you have a human heart in your hand, if you're a surgeon and you're listening to this. I don't care if you are five minutes away from curing AIDS and cancer and cancer of the AIDS. Watch Mac and me. It's the best movie <laughs> ever. Just be, and you'll see why. You'll understand for like the first five minutes why it's the best movie. That shit is. You'll just be like, oh shit. As soon as the aliens come on screen, you'll just be like, oh shit. What is this? What the oh the fucking And then it just keeps going. You're like, oh shit, what is this? Fucking like it's how do I describe the aliens from Mac and me? Um it's as if um, is, you know the sea monkeys if uh, they were all burn victims yeah Ethiopian burn victims if all the sea monkeys uh, from that sea monkey TV show uh, you know got some sort of incurable disease and had yes. distended bellies that is Mac and me that is the production design and when they're in the fucking store yeah, when they're in the fucking, forgot about uh, you forgot about when they're in the store because my mind either goes to the dance sequence or the whole action sequence, and I put that in air quotes action sequence in the minds. I know I'm talking about like like when the cops show up at the like Walmart or wherever they're shopping, and there's the shootout. Oh yeah, that yo that came out of nowhere. Right? That shit got violent. Yo, oh my god, I was like Macami just got bucked. <laughs> <laughs> and the mom is wearing the polka dot dress yeah. like it's a, it's it's a nightmare like the whole entire movie is a fucking nightmare <laughs> they follow that up it's like the happiest ending in the world and it makes no sense and it's not even earned oh shit and then on top of that it says we'll be back <laughs> It's like, no you won't it's like your career is done like was there any were there any stars in that? Like did, no, any, did no. anyone come unscathed out of that movie? No, that, that was it. That was that. that was it. That was when Coca-Cola thought, yeah, we're gonna be a mega power and they we found out they quickly they aren't. Oh god. The power of Coca-Cola and McDonald's. That's why they had that dance sequence at McDonald's. As it's 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 they must as well just call that product placement the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's <sighs> I gotta go watch Mac and me again. <laughs> Masterpiece. This is fucking. Where's the Criterion edition of that? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can you imagine how many mad nerds there would be? Like, you know, the hipster nerds, just like this is a disgrace to cinema. <laughs> no, it's either that or like, uh, well, I guess you could get Mac and Me on Blu-ray, but you really feel the emotion when you watch it on Laserdisc. <laughs> 
laser disc. <laughs> fucking rip. Uh, I had a friend in in elementary school who had a laser disc player, and we all thought he was the hottest shit ever. Uh, he had one laser disc, and it was RoboCop, and his dad paid like three hundred bucks for it, and it wasn't even like. It, it wasn't even like the the unrated, you know, the X version of it. It was like the straight R version of it. Oh uh, man! Yeah. So like, yeah, laser disc. How many times did you have to flip it over? I don't know because he would never let us watch it. His dad bought a like a laser disc player, bought a laser disc that was not child appropriate, but then decided to be like a, a responsible adult and like like we're not, we got this thing, but we can't show it to you. <laughs> It's really cool, but uh, yeah, no, it's yeah, that's all right. He's trying to build up the hype to how great that movie is. It's look, a little slow play con to make look, somebody love that movie more. Look, man, I love RoboCop, and I like as much as I love my father. He was a, a irresponsible parent and let me watch RoboCop as a child. Oh well, I'm gonna if I ever have a kid, I'm gonna sit down, and once they hit like 13, 12, 13. Robocop. Yeah, I know, I know. I saw it at eight, man. You saw it at eight? Yeah, because my dad was like, hey, you like cops, right? Yeah. He was like, you like robots? Yeah. <laughs> like, I got this movie for you. It's fucking Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking just dick is shot off like a rapist. Right? Remember that? Like, I'm watching, like, why won't they stop shooting him? Why won't they stop shooting him? <laughs> Oh my god! Remember, remember when uh, R-rated movies always got action figures too and breakfast cereal <laughs> right? and, and fucking Saturday morning cartoons? <laughs> Yo, I remember the RoboCop TV, like the cartoon. <laughs> Yo, you know, one of the most violent movies ever made. Yeah, you know, made it like for kids. Rambo has a cartoon, yes. man. Like. <laughs> Like, so, so we'll roll up all of your Vietnam trauma and put it fucking on her breakfast cereal. Despite the second entry at the time being the most kills and like started what the overkill is now. Blockbuster cinema, but fucker gets shot by an arrow and blows up like ten ways to Sunday. Right, like if you if you look at what Rambo represents like the movie series and then like imagine someone seeing that and it's like yeah man kids would like that (laughs) we'll give them a talking dog in a helicopter some cereal some cereal yeah 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 it's like oh we'll just wash over all the fucking trauma from America's first losing war and the broken heroes that we brought back to the United States (laughs) fuck all that Uh, oh, that was, 80s baby it's the 80s oh my god <laughs> big coke energy like Bro. you said uh, <laughs> oh shit oh my god alright um, mom I think that's a perfect segue into uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier we'll talk about you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, we're gonna late, like so I want to talk about these other three movies that I watched real quick. Oh, see, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. it's all right. It's all right, man. Like, we could do this thing for like five hours. That's true. You know? Um, so the first one I watched, and I just want to talk about this uh, because it, it plays into something we talked about last year, uh, like through text. It was called uh, Death Ranch. 
It is a low budget million dollar low budget, which uh, like you look at it, I don't know how they spent a million dollars on this thing. Uh, a low budget like grindhouse knockoff parody blah 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 about uh you know three black siblings who go up against a clan uh, or, or a group of cannibalistic kkk uh members okay yeah all right uh, and so it was directed by this dude named charlie steeds and i saw like directed by charlie steeds i saw like the trailer I saw what the movie was about, you know, and I like I read you know the the synopsis. I'm like, all right, well, automatically this I'm thinking, well, this is directed by a black dude, you know, like Charlie Steeds. Oh, that's that's a Negro name, yeah, you know? or a porn name, right? A porn name, right? So I was like, I'll give it a chance because like we don't see too many black filmmakers jump into horror, right? Um. You know, like I've cut my teeth in horror. I love horror, horror you know, gore, horror, do or die. Um, I mean, M for Martyr is like perfect. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you. M for Martyr is my entry in ABCs of Death 2.5. Uh, you can watch that on Vimeo and Amazon.com. And uh, every time you watch that, I get two cents. Plug. Royalties. Royalties. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, so I go into it knowing that it's a low budget horror movie, but I'm thinking like, okay, I give a wide berth to horror movies because, you know, even though they may be, you know, cheap to make or whatever like that production value is, is whatever, at least they have something interesting to say. And so I watched this movie I use air quotes for this movie and you know, and I do some more research on it. And I find out that Char- not only is Charlie Steeds a white person, he's from England. What? What? Right. Stop lying. No, Stop lying. No, like he's like he's a British dude, a uh, British horror maker who you know say what you will about his his work. It, it's at least competently shot. Okay. And I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, you were the wrong person to make this movie on all sorts of levels and then i just started to like just nitpick and analyze the shit out of this film it is horrible on all sorts of levels oh so antebellum 2.0 it's not it's it's i would rather watch antebellum damn and you know how much i hate antebellum and then but that got me thinking about like how black trauma is now a subgenre yeah horror now you know, and that's what I wanted to talk about. Like, we could do a whole other podcast on like how you know black, you know, the, the black experience is now its own genre in in horror films. So you watched them? I have not watched them yet. I hear good things about them. I've heard awful things about them. See, there you go. Like, so. depends on who you ask. But all, all I want to do is to bring up the fact that, like, even though you know you do not have to be a person of a certain race to make a movie about a certain race it helps it helps to have a a frame of reference it also it helps to to have some sort of skin in the game you know the same problem i had with antebellum so even though it was a directing team who did antebellum it was the white dude who directed it pretty much yeah 
Um, and the same thing with, uh, you know, Death Ranch. It was a, a British white person who directed it. So, like, he didn't even have any kind of frame of reference for America. Right. right. In general, you know? So, Oof. yeah. So, if you're going to make a movie, a, you know, like, on a sensitive subject, you should really have some sort of frame of reference and some sort of, like, sensitivity. And maybe you should say, that's not the movie I should make. Maybe I should help someone else make that movie. You know what that sounds like? What does that sound like? Sounds like Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Like, yeah, like, like I, like I would love to do, a, you know, a, a a period drama or a a you know something to do with families. But I'm not the person to make the Joy Luck Club. Yeah, you know, like that's. I have no frame of reference uh, for Asian American uh women in general like you know like i don't you know i don't fucking like i don't know your i don't know your truth i mean there's so, just a lot of movies like that where you're just like eh. right yeah so i like, never make that right so uh don't watch death ranch okay. uh even though it's like if you're a horror fan it's got plenty of gore in it but it's like it's dumb gore it's like i don't see how they spent a million dollars on this movie and like I really like I was trying to like playbook it in my in my in my head it was like they spent a million dollars to fly everyone from England to Tennessee to film this thing that's where the most of the money went um, that sounds awful yeah it's awful so I just I had to bring that up because it was it, it really did ruin my Wednesday but then I got high uh, well, uh, uh, if if I was interested in watching this anyway and just want to learn the hard lesson because this sounds crazy, where can I watch this? Where all horrible things are, Amazon. Okay. Prime. <laughs> <laughs> what else? It's five ninety nine, baby. Oh shit! So uh, quickly, I want to talk about uh, the two other movies I saw. Uh, one was called Family. Oh, who's that by? Uh, I don't know who the director is. Pers- I can't like really think of it. But like the main conceit is, it's about a aunt who is stuck uh, having to babysit her her niece for a week, and she's an ass. Like the the an aunt's an asshole, childless, blah blah blah. One of those standard, you know, white women, you know. Uh, makes connection with her family and grows blah 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 but what makes this movie better than all other movies in this sort of subgenre is that it has juggalos in it what yes it is a like the little girl the, the the niece wants to be a juggalo what yes and for those of you who don't know what a juggalo is a juggalo is a uh, fan of the hip-hop group insane clown posse and they have a gathering they have oh god i want to go to the gathering so, do so I. It's like my morbid curiosity could um, just be that is my valhalla is like, the gathering whoop whoop family ninjas just see whoop, whoop. the craziness right so but this movie is hilarious family 
uh, and it's got uh, Kate McKinnon in it. It's got Piper from uh, uh, Orange is the New Black in it. Okay. Like, it's well-casted, well-acted. It's like I've teared up through it, and I, and I rarely do that. Okay. Yeah, and, but I, and I also laugh my ass off. So if you get a chance, it's on Stars Watch Family. Okay. All right. And the third movie is, uh, I'm going to talk about it quickly, is Nobody. Yo, yes, yo, yes. Yo, right? It's like if Edgar, oh. it's like if Edgar Wright directed uh, fucking uh, John Wick. You know what that should have been called is Son of John Wick because you know how every like franchise back in like the seventies or eighties they'd always be like Yo Son of Shaft right son right of, yeah you know what I mean even Son of King Kong so like Yo that would have been perfect Son of John Wick son of, right but like because they cousins I didn't go into nobody with any sort of expectations oh i did because i saw Derek colstad was the writer for john wick on the first three okay he's not gonna they didn't invite him back to his own shit for the next two. Oh, okay so so he's like let me just do this shit. yeah and it is it is glorious yes the it, bus fight the bus fight yo yo Oh my God! There's a part of that where I was like, "Bro, I would stop right here." You know what part I'm talking about? <laughs> what like when he busts the dude's teeth, or what, like where like he's he does the tracheotomy? Like, what are we talking about? When he goes through the window, right? Okay, when he like, when they threw him out the window, and he's just laying there, just right. chilling there. And I was like, "Bro, you're laying in glass. You're, you landed face first in that glass." And he just laid there for like a hot minute before he got back up. It was like, and, yeah, uh, so. And you would have thought if the dude came back on the bus, why well, start fighting him again? Like a lot of y'all niggas already got fucked. Right. Up. Like, like he came at you with no weapons. He disarmed. Like, like I'm sorry. If, if I'm in any kind of situation where a dude pulls out a gun and then proceeds to like just empty the gun. And put the gun down and then come at me? Like, you know what? You win. You, you win. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what shit you've seen or what kind of hellscape you you came from. But you, you took the bullets out of your gun and then decided to, fight, to, to fight. fist fight me. You, like, you didn't put the gun somewhere. You didn't leave the gun at home. You decided to show me the gun, <laughs> remove the bullets, <laughs> <laughs> just to show me how badly you're going to kick my ass. You know, that's some sick shit. <laughs> you're right. Like, that's some shit where you're like, yo, we got to put this dude in a mental hospital. <laughs> right. Someone does that to me. It's like, I'm going to just go. Yeah. I'm just going to, here's my wallet. And uh, yeah, I mean, it did have that John Wick humor because the dude had the tattoo on his wrist, and right. one dude saw it, and he's and like, like locked like, every like five, like fifteen locks, like Looney Tunes door. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone gets a chance to see nobody, it's not going to change your life. But if you're looking for like a nice stopgap in between John Wick three and then John Wick four whatever they're gonna fuck what convoluted name they're gonna give it yeah right watch nobody man see now let's retire john wick like john wick 3 should have been it it's, it's, it should have been and done we could have yeah. been we could have built nobody into the next john wick franchise because this one could like they right. could make eight of these and i'd still go because it it makes sense it's so fun it is it's yeah. such a fun 
movie and the fact that like he keeps on trying to tell his story but motherfuckers keep dying <laughs> like he's trying to give you his backstory he's trying to be like yeah no you know i'm an auditor you know like i'm the guy they bring us like oh you you died <laughs> like oh i like i killed you i'm sorry like and you know it sounds bad on paper having bob odenkirk the rizza and and yo, christopher lloyd yo. as a family and an action movie but they pulled that the shit fucking, off yo i it, was like yeah it, when you see them at the end it, together fucking back to back yeah fucking christopher lloyd with just like sh- like 15 shotguns right <laughs> and doesn't get hit he's the only one who doesn't get hit. right because it's christopher fucking lloyd <laughs> Listen, as writer, he can't get shot. Man, oh man! If they make the sequel, they gotta be back. Bigger roles. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, cause I want to know, like, what the fuck did the RZA do? Yeah. Like, what? Like, how? Like, cause he was sniping them dudes from like eight hundred yards. Like, he had to fake his death and shit like that. All like all this time, he just shows up, just like headshot. Boom, boom. All right, we're gonna stop talking about nobody. Give you chance. Give you guys a chance to watch it. But it is good. Please watch it. I want like eight more. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Like if you need a nice pop, violent popcorn movie, go for it. Yeah. All right. So let's. <laughs> we got like a half hour left to talk about <laughs> all the other shit we have to talk about. Oh, oh shit. shit. All right. So let's. Nobody. Uh, all right. Real quick. Let's run through Falcon the Winter Soldier. Derek, speaking of nobody writer, Derek Colstad also wrote two episodes of this. Which episodes? Uh, I think four and five. Okay. All right. I, I, I get that. I see that. Especially the end of five where I was like, oh, so that's how you're going to get the shield back. Right. Right. Because that right. was like mirroring Black Panther. The title of that episode is The World is Watching. And there's a part in Black Panther where T'Challa catches... Uh, Claw and he's about to execute Claw, but then Ao, his uh, lead of the Dojo Malaje, right, runs up to him, says, "No, no, 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 my king, the world is watching," and you see everybody with their cameras, right, 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 right. right. So it was like a mirror to that because he kills everybody. Yeah, he kills that dude right in front of everybody. I was like, "Yo, you get." I was like, "Yo, you can't have Captain America killing somebody on camera like that." But like the fact that like the dude, like the dude earlier in the episode was like, "Yeah, Captain America was my hero," and like as soon as he said that, I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." like fucking uh you know wish version of uh captain america is 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 gonna fuck you up yeah yeah he's gonna he's gonna hurt you well i'm just glad that cap is black now you know i I am i am glad i loved what captain the 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 winner the falcon and winter soldier did uh throughout the whole entire series when it comes to like touching on the duality of being a black american yes and you know, one like, that served the country right you know like you can you can you love you can still love the country and want to do the right thing but also realize that you know just, things gotta change it's like fucking shit shitty yeah um my only like i have two problems with this last episode i do not like the the captain america falcon costume i've never liked it i didn't like it in the comics uh so you just have him go back to goggles and just get rid of the headpiece like the like the headpiece and like i'm not a big fan of anybody being all white <laughs> i'm sorry like i don't like even when you go to church like he doesn't never did it for me like that's the problem makes so, you look like a pimp right exactly you know and it's also hard to keep clean especially if yeah. you're fucking kicking ass all the time uh um, falling in the dirty ass hudson river right that's just gross 
it was a little too heavy handed. The writing was a little too like message. See, there was no nuance I, for me. I, I like I like the last speech though, because that speech when he started going off, that's right. when I was like, oh, so that's why Steve handed you the shield, right? Yeah, you know, because that's exactly what Steve would have said and done at that point. Yeah, no, like I got it. Like it just just seemed a little too, like too like I get it and I loved it. It just seemed a little too heavy handed for me. I don't know. Like I would have re I would have rewritten that. I see what speech. you're saying. I see what you're saying. It like it's it's it seems a little too. It, it actually it felt like theater. Oh, like the way it's like staged. The way staged, like the, the way the, it's staged, the way acted. he like he's yeah. like, he's delivering a soliloquy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that doesn't take away from how you know it's very of the moment, uh, and also how uh, you know it's doing something that Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League would not have the guts to do. Uh, and could not do uh, because with, it's a mo- it's a movie for adults. Because it's a movie for adults. See, right. uh, well, I mean, sometimes it works to be earnest, man. Right, you know, modeling and stuff like that, like but not not being naive. Right, be earnest but not naive. Yeah, you know, so. like and that's why I fuck with Captain America in general. Like Steve Rogers, like whenever they talk about Steve Rogers, so like, much respect. Right, and it's like, yeah, yeah, fucking Captain America. Yeah, yeah, who's respectable. He was a man of the people. He's the one who defied the government and became a war criminal. Right. For exactly. the people. Like he's the best of us. Yeah. He was able he picked up the hammer. Yeah. He was the best of us. He was better than Thor. Right? That's America. So yeah, I mean, uh I'm excited for Captain America four now. Yeah, so they announced I that last night. So I don't even know what they're doing with Captain America four. So it's just gonna be uh it's gonna be uh him with the winter soldier or yeah, it, it like, has to be. They're a team now, you know right. what I mean? Because you that like goes against what this whole series was. Because right. that at literally the last thing that's on the screen says Captain America yeah, and, and the winter winter soldier will return. Yeah. yeah. But I really liked I I'm liking what Marvel has been doing with their T V shows. See, I love the first three episodes of WandaVision and then for me got a little too long like i thought it could be like six seven episodes and they, they they could have cut it down they could have but like the fact that they went so weird with it for those first few episodes yeah i like even like i would even say i mean the last two episodes were very kind of standard that was yeah marvel that was just standard marvel standard marvel but like the i appreciated how every episode was a different nod to a different tv show or a different genre tv show that kind of like played to me as a kid who grew up watching these shows you know like i watched bewitch and i you know like the donna reed show and all of those things when we got to like the modern family part i was just like you know this is on tv now like let's get to the point you know what i mean Wanda kind of got on my nerves after a while. Like I get where she's coming from, but like it felt at times the writers were even stretching it out. Where like, uh, what's her kid name? Monica gets in the uh, bubble and right, right. she's like, "Hey, you can trust me. I'm not with Shield." And then she's like, "No, I don't trust you." I'm just like, "Come on, man. We're 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 stretching this narrative now. Let's let's get it." Right. Yeah. No, I get. I like. I I get that. I get that. It's it it, it was two episodes too long. Yeah. But generally like i just enjoy the fact that they're trying new things and they're actually saying things well yeah man because that's what uh falcon and winter soldier to me was like a six hour movie right with no fat like episodes one and two is the first act 
episodes three, uh, three and four, it's the second act, and then episode five and six is the third act. You know? Yeah. It's it's written like a movie too. Yeah. So I'm like, if that's the, the closest we're gonna get to Lethal Weapon in the MCU. <laughs> well, no, man. Like Iron Man three was Lethal Weapon. That that was Lethal Weapon two because they liked each other, Rhodey and. Uh, okay. All right, I get you. All right, fair so, enough. Yeah, that's Lethal Weapon two. All right, all right, but yeah, I'm excited for Loki. Like, I'm like, I want to see what they do. With How that. weird they get. Well, my, I mean, my most anticipated for Marvel is comes out in November. It's uh, the Eternals, just because Chloe Zhao's doing it, and like the fact that Chloe Zhao's like, if you don't know who Chloe Zhao is, she did the writer. And she did Nomadland, which will probably win Best Picture tomorrow night. I still have not seen Nomadland. I uh, gotta watch it before tomorrow night. Well, we'll talk. We'll get to that later. But um, yeah, she said she uh, <laughs> approached Marvel, pitched Marvel on doing this, and they said yeah. And she did it her way. She shot it her way. Okay. They built sets. Yeah, this has the first like queer relationship in it, and okay. uh, Kevin Feige's like he said yes. He's he's like I'm tired of talking about that. Let's just get to a day where that's not even like the most important thing in the movie. So uh, there's and you know Kamal got Kamal Nunjani, one yo, of the most got, hilarious people on earth. Yo, got swole so fucking because, swole because he's uh, gonna do a Bollywood musical number in this movie. Really? Yes, because his uh, his superhero uh, is a Bollywood star is eternal all right so like i'm excited to see this man this sounds like a marvel's art movie maybe okay i'm you know i mean like marvel has given me no reason to doubt anything that they do so even their worst movie which is thor the dark world arguably uh i kind of like the dark world but whatever mm. i liked it better than the first Thor. Mm. yeah uh yeah, well, whatever uh, but like even their worst movies are still enjoyable are still you know watchable it, I, i'd rather i'd rather sit through their worst than uh yeah where uh batman cook holds uh superman <laughs> I, if you, I'll, if you, I'll never let that go if you didn't listen to the last episode uh, we talked about how in the DCEU there were plans for uh, Batman to cuck Superman. No, no lie, like that's 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 a storyline. That's I'm not making a joke. Like I know I said, you know, jokes earlier about uh, the the porn thing. If you were uh, a studio head, Jeff, what what would you say to that? If somebody came in and pitched you that, what would you say? I wouldn't say anything. They wouldn't get past the door. Like, <laughs> like, cause that's not the first bad idea you've had, you know? So like, there's been like a, a track record of you having bad fucking ideas before you got to the cuck Superman storyline. So I would have already fucking cut you off. Like, like for whatever reason I can't fire you because you got pictures of me fucking doing whatever I do with a with a fucking rubber ducky. Uh, that's the only reason you have a job. Like I can't fire you, but I don't have to listen to you. Uh, give me cuck Superman <laughs> storyline. Yeah, I'm gonna keep on saying cuck Superman, Superman just because I'm trying to get it to register in my brain 
that that was a real thing that someone pitched to someone else and got paid for they were able to buy a house fucking Zack Snyder just fucking Zack Snyder <laughs> man fucking Zack I'm about to call him Zack Snyder yeah. Zach, Zach, Zach Snyder Zack Snyder I mean he is I told you like I said last week he's a virus just gotta let him run his course oh man yeah yeah so um <laughs> no, what the fuck are we talking about? We gotta, we gotta move the on. Falcon, the Falcon, 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 Winter Soldier. Uh, if you have not watched it, watch it, watch it. Uh, it's got some important things to say. How it says it could have been a little bit more refined, but the fact that they were, it was said in a like a major fucking TV show, or you know, as you put it, like six hour movie, is it's it's. I, I put it like I put Black Panther. Like Black Panther wasn't a fantastic movie, but it was an important movie. Yeah, I th- honestly think that uh, Enter the Spider Verse was a better movie than Black Panther, but Black Panther was more important. All right, because it's live action. Because live action, also because like it's just it just Ever, it, everything was there. Everything was there. Right. It felt like we had arrived right right uh so in that respect the falcon and winter soldier is an important show especially when it comes to you know not so much representation but you know uh actualization or like visibility for you know just not having us on screen but having showing the internal like the the internal struggle struggle that we, you know as uh, african americans in this country have to go through right like the fact that it was touched upon in such a you know a mainstream show is important execution i enjoyed it things could have been better but things could have been much worse they could have really fucked this up well i mean it was dude they did get to write this uh Mal- well not write it but be the showrunner for this was malcolm spellman and malcolm spellman was uh the guy who was uh being propped up by uh db weiss and uh david lind uh not david lindelof uh david benoff for right. game of thrones when they were doing uh confederate to make it okay to okay do confederate and so, if nobody knows what confederate is let's talk about confederate which is the most I don't. I don't. I can't come up with the words to describe how fucking stupid and wrong-headed this project was. But go ahead. I would just explain. Explain. It is a alternate history show in which uh, the South has risen and won. The Confederacy has won the Civil War, and slavery still exists. Who the fuck wants to watch that? that that's uh that's a, that's always gonna be hbo show yeah hbo hubo yeah right they were they were rushing through the last season of game of thrones to do star wars and this yes and we saw what that got you if you want to talk about the last season of game of thrones we can spend five hours talking about the last season of game of thrones how you spent seven episodes shitting on 10 years worth of goodwill that's because that seven episodes needed to be two different seasons 
Right. You know what I mean? Told over 10 episodes. Yeah. And don't even get me started on like, I, I don't know if you saw the Facebook post I made uh, when uh, that last, that penultimate episode, the one where uh, Khaleesi burns down. Oh, yeah. Did you see, did you see my post about no. how like just a little bit of sound design would have made that whole entire episode click and so much better? I didn't. So I see, man, we had, all right, I'm going to talk about this, but we don't really have time to talk about this. We're going to talk about it. All right. So, um, if you saw the penultimate episode of game of Thrones, uh, Khaleesi comes in to King's landing and she storms the gates. She kills everybody. She comes in, she's freed the city from Khaleesi. And, uh, then she just decides to burn down the whole entire fucking city without a trigger. Right. Right. So, which is totally like the, the most out, out of, of character, out of the blue heel turn. Because it wasn't built up to. Right. So here's how you fix that. And here's like without shooting one other scene, without shooting anything, just sound design. So the bells are ringing, right? Like the bells that show like she's uh, seriously has to, you know, given up the city. She stopped fighting. Uh, Khaleesi can stop her, her attack. The bells are ringing, and Khaleesi's on top of her dragon just surveying the city, and she's proud, she's happy, she's liberated all the people. And then she hears the people of King's Landing thanking uh, thanking Circe for saving them. Yeah. That is what turns her. Like, she's she's fought so hard to get here, to claim her, her rightful place, to like be the best ruler she can and they're thanking their oppressor yes yes that would have worked sound the yes. little bit of sound design that's where you get that heel turn it's like oh okay all right now i'm gonna burn your shit down yes you know if they had just done that that heel turn what well, it would it, it's it's a nice stopgap. No, like, no, no, like, that's good. I'm just saying because like that's such a simple fix, and it would have. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I hate to Monday morning quarterback this shit, but like that could have saved that whole entire episode because that heel turn came out of fucking nowhere. Out of nowhere, this chick just decided like she's just gonna burn. Like she fought for years to get this place. It's like oh, I'm just gonna burn it. Fuck down. Right. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So anyway, Got it. back to uh, <laughs> back to like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, 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 like, yeah, we do we have any it, more to talk no, about? No, man, that? it was good. Yeah, it was good. Watch it. Uh, Mortal Kombat. What'd you think? I enjoyed Mortal Kombat. Okay, the remake or whatever you want to call it, the soft reboot. It is much better than that the nineties bullshit. Same, same, same. Right. And it, it was it was fun. It took itself seriously enough, but not too seriously. Like it tried to give everybody some pathos, some ethos. It tried to like give everyone kind of a story, make me feel for them. The action was competent. I think the gore could have been better. It was a little cheesy it was yeah it was also little, the editing was a little choppy yeah like uh -huh. they, they, they definitely left like a a good hour yeah. on the cutting room floor but it was fun it was enjoyable like i was talking uh i was talking to frank earlier about this today 
Um, if I had watched it at a, like a a budget matinee, if I had paid five dollars to see the theater, I wouldn't be mad. Oh, that's what I did today. I saw it in the theater, right. and I I had a good time. Everybody had a good time. Yeah, Kano was making everybody laugh. Right, you know, I was rolling too. Like, yeah, man, I it. I never. I wanted to see it in a theater because I never got to see the other two Mortal Kombat's in theaters. Right. You know, at that point, I was like seven, eight. <laughs> so like, yeah. Thanks for making me feel real fucking old. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I wanted to see this in a the theater. So even even I wasn't mad at the redo of the theme song where it was just the wub wubs, the I, dubstep it, it wub was, wubs. It was I was fine. like, okay, yeah, it's fine. Um. And like, and, and when I see, and I'm I'm getting mad that people are like getting uh, mad, yeah, over over this and Godzilla versus Kong, saying like, oh, we're just celebrating stupid movies now, and I'm like, no, man, we're in a fucking pandemic. We want to be entertained, and we want to be entertained with some big budget, some bullshit. It's like right? some big budget bullshit. Like Michael Bay, I wish he had one on oh, deck. You know what I, I mean? I would fucking stand in line for Michael Bay movie you right know? now. But John like, Woo. Like, like, like a lot of people on my Facebook are, are like complaining about the, oh, the story, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, it's a fucking Mortal Kombat movie. Right. Okay. So it's a 30 is based a movie based on a 30 year old video game where the main selling point of that video game is if you press the right buttons in the right order, you can rip a man's spine out his booty hole. Yeah, man. Like that's like. What, do you want crouching tiger hidden dragon because you're looking at the wrong fucking place that ain't this you know they spell combat with a k you know like that game was forbidden for a reason right yeah and i spent i spent money playing the original game like and the, arcade. I, and the arcades like i was dropping quarters like nobody's business and like the story is it's got a story but it was no one no one Played for the fucking story, right? You wanted to see what you came for, which was the fatalities and right. the fucking combat, right? Exactly. So, like, yeah. the fact that they were able to cobble together this story from the eleven, uh, like, the eleven different versions of the retconned, retconned uh, backstory from each different video game. Bro, I'm playing Mortal Kombat 11 right now on PlayStation 5, right. and I can tell you, like, that shit makes no sense because they're merging timelines and shit. And I'm like, okay, sure, man. Yeah, like, yeah, like, <laughs> that's right. Like, when people, like, you know, like, I saw someone complain, like, well, Kano and Sonya, they work together. That's not how it was in the video game. It's like, so what? Yeah. So, so fucking what? It's he, a, he was still a villain. He still right. fucked them all. Like, right. there you go. He, 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 he fucked you all in the end. Yeah, yeah man. Like, so, uh. like, Jesus Christ. But did you did you see a, 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 a chick with wings get cut in half with a metal hat? <laughs> did you see that? Yes. <laughs> there you go. Sold American. You know? I had a jolly old time. Yeah, and I appreciate the sort of wokeness of it. How, like... I mean, if you want to do a deep dive, like the the sort of animosity between the Chinese and the Japanese, they kind of you know, they played that yeah. up, and, you know, and they actually got Chinese actors to play Chinese characters and the Japanese to play Japanese to play character. Jap- characters instead of like, oh, you look slanted eyed enough. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, uh, Scorpion and Sub Zero—they're the backbone of this movie, right? They're the backbone of the fucking series, right. like, like, but what is? 
listen, I, I'm not mad there won't be in sequels. We, if you watch the movie, you'll understand why they won't be in sequels. But I'm not mad at that just because it was so well done in this one. Right. I would not mind a sequel to this movie. Yeah. Like, I would I would go see it. Let's see who they get for Johnny Cage. You got to get a real... You know what? Get, get the dude who played uh, Captain America and... Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier because that homeboy has a punchable face. Uh, Wyatt Russell, <laughs> Ryan Russell, it's Kurt Russell's uh, son. Yo, I just I just found that out last week. Like I I am to beat him. It's like, oh, so that's what happens when uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn fuck. <laughs> that's 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 you what you do with a punchable <laughs> face. Punchable, but he's he's pretty but punchable. Yes, you know. <laughs> yes, that's why he gets the perfect roles. Right, he gets the perfect roles. Uh, I think they should just aim for the stars and get Tom Cruise. <laughs> Can you imagine Tom? I think Tom Cruise would do it too. I don't know. Oh man, I mean, it's just all about doing stunts now. Yeah, that's why he loved Tenet because remember he was the first one back at the movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you can you give me your Tom Cruise Rock impression? Movies. <laughs> Tom, that is Brandon's impression of uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, in Brandon's mind, Tom Cruise sounds like a 1940s uh, villain uh, with a pencil mustache, a top hat, <laughs> and a cape. That's how he sounded to me. <laughs> I just remember watching that and just being infuriated because it was so stupid. You're running out. You, that dude ran to the poster too. <laughs> With his little feet. Yeah. <laughs> little baby feet. How'd you think about that time? I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so, it's, it had everything I liked in it. It had fighting and it had, it had time travel. <laughs> It, it, the only thing it didn't have was enough Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, but Tom Cruise, if you're listening to this, I would really like to work with you. Um, so, you know. Let me make Mission Impossible 10. <laughs> I'll shoot this shit in IMAX 70, the whole entire movie. See, I, I only want to direct the Mission Impossible that takes place in space. Oh, speaking of space, they they played the uh, Fast Nine trailer in front of Mortal Kombat, and I'm mad because I wasn't trying to see another trailer for that. And then the end of that trailer, I was like, "Oh, we went there. We we went there. Finally, we went there." So, for uh, anyone who doesn't know, who hasn't seen the newest Fast and the Furious trailer, they are going to space. It took Jason ten movies to get to space. It took the Fast and the Furious franchise only nine because that's how fucking fast well technically this is 10 this is 10 because this is uh, 10 hobbs and shaw no you can't count like that's side universe shit man you can't count like because even in the poster says fast as the fast and furious presents hobbs and shaw. <laughs> oh shit uh, oh shit all right so <laughs> we're gonna have to talk about the Oscars and, the, and Godzilla versus Kong next time. Night next time. We'll talk about it in the past tense. We'll talk about how uh, how much of a circle jerk uh, the Oscars are going to be this year, like they are every year. Uh, all right. All right. Well, uh, We're the film blurs. Film blurs. Thank you for indulging us with our bullshittery and shenanigans. I am Jeff Stewart, and this and this has been Brandon Norwood. That's me. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Hope you like it. Subscribe. Do click all the links or do whatever the sh- like. I want to be famous, man. Just do just do whatever it takes to make me famous. And thanks to our new pod city for having us. Yep, Frank. Thank you, sir. Peace out. 
You've been listening to the Film Blurs Podcast. Man, I just love what you guys do, man. I never miss an episode. It's the best. It's my favorite podcast. Follow Jeff on IG on MindFireXL and Brandon on Twitter at BJN Tweets.